You're listening to Racing World, brought to you by Perspective Group. It's your motorsport podcast show in conjunction with Race Control Magazine. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Racing World, the podcast, the motorsport podcast that you just want to watch and listen to every week. Coming to you again this week from Tokyo, Japan, as I'm still on assignment for the Summer Olympics for the Olympic Broadcasting Services Company uh, here in Tokyo. Just waiting for my bus to go to work, but uh, thought I'd just give you a brief look at what it looks like outside by one of the local parks as I wait for the bus. It's uh, very, very hot. It's 7.15 in the morning, and it's already 36 degrees Celsius, so... It's going to be a warm and very humid day, but that seems to be the way the weather goes here. Very light very early, and then gets dark very early as well, but uh, fantastic to be here, very strange to be here. Uh, got a bit of a weird feeling to it, but anyway, that's the Olympic stuff. We're here to talk about motorsport. Right next, I join up with my mate Bob McMurray, and we talk about Silverstone F1. Well, joining me now, it's my good friend from New Zealand. This is quite ironic. I'm on the other side of the world and he's back there where I should be. Bob, what a week in Formula One, eh? What a week. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to say, really. I don't know where even to start with it. Um, well, let's start how they started with the announcement <laughs> of, the, of the Formula One 2022 concept car. Yes. Which was on the grid and they all looked at it and all the drivers looked at it and everybody went away and I thought that was as underwhelming as you could possibly get. <laughs> I mean, they say this is the concept car. Every designer that's looked at it and said, well, it's not the same as the car we're designing. So what's the point of doing it? What was the point, honestly? So it was a it was a PR exercise, wasn't it? That was all. But, Are you but, telling me that the concept's not really the concept? Well, it might be their concept, but, but all the designers, you know what designers are like in Formula One, they've got their own ideas. So I think that was pretty much a non-event that was done just for, um, well, I don't know why it was done. <laughs> for the break. I don't know, don't know why it was done. And the damn thing's heavier as well. These things are getting heavier and heavier and bigger and it's bigger. not what they want. Anyway, yeah. Um, was, I, was, I thought, and it's just maybe just a slight bias from my side, but I thought the side pods and stuff looked very Delara IndyCar like, and that's all. Well, I was yeah, that's what I, you know, I, I said that as soon as I saw it. This is looking yeah. looking like an IndyCar of two or three years ago, yeah. without the cockpit. You know, it's um, yeah, I, anyway. Look, we'll see what the designers come up with in the individual teams and just see how it races because that's going to be the proof. But getting heavier and heavier, these Formula One cars are supposed to be light and nimble and racy. And uh, anyway, that's that annoying. Friday. That was the Friday, it's always done. What I've got to say is it was good to see a crowd there. Now, this is all under the, under the, um, the COVID regulations in the UK. They're using it as a test event to see how many people get COVID from it. Well, the way it's going, I think they're all going to get COVID from well, it. Talking to, a lot of, talking to a lot of the British people that I'm working with here at the Olympics, um, they uh, are not fans of Boris, shall we say. They very firmly <laughs> disagree with the no mask policy, even though they don't like wearing the mask. And I can tell you after what's been nearly a month already, um, it's it's an uncomfortable thing. But yeah, seeing 170 odd thousand people at Silverstone was a great sight. Yeah, I mean, it was a good crowd. They said they were getting 110, then 125, then 140 on the three days, which is a fair old crowd uh, in Silverstone's um, in Silverstone's being anyway. I mean, it was a good... And I've got to say, I mean, I might be a little biased about Silverstone because I used to love going there, but... What a beautiful place for a race. Well, it was yeah. fantastic. It was English summer weather, which is unusual. When I say English summer weather, that's usually cold and wet. So this was an anomaly in that it was dry and warm and very hot. 
but all the grass was mowed like Wimbledon. The, 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 the track looked fantastic. It was a wide track. They could be all over it. I, I thought it, was, it is a great place for a race. Yeah. So, yeah, the anyway. immediate thing that went through my mind was, uh, and I've written a note here to say, you know, next, next Grand Prix in the calendar is Hungary. What a contrast, really, you know, from a... Well, yeah, well, contrast, yeah, a it'll be green. It'll be, it'll be green, or some of it will be green, um, because they've had a lot of rain there. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be about the only difference. Um, and then we came to the sprint race. Do you know, I usually have... I'm usually fairly opinionated now and again. Um, I've got views on it. I kind of, afterwards, I thought, yeah, okay. I didn't... I don't know what to think. I, I, I really well. don't know what to think. Yeah, but it was it was extra racing on the track, fine. But then you come to the fact where you got the, the free practice on Sunday morning. Well, what that doesn't mean anything anymore. That's just for them to go out and go round and round and round. Um, I think once the teams get used to it, they'll realise that if something happens, I think they realised anyway, but if something happens like happened in the race itself with between Verstappen and Hamilton, then they're buggered for the weekend. So I, I don't know. I, I'm... You know, we'll wait and see what it's like on different tracks than, than Silverstone, big wide open tracks. The next one's going to be at Monza. The next one after that, the final test of this year, they don't know where it's going to be yet. Maybe Brazil, but Brazil might not happen because of the way things are going there. So we'll see. So the sprint race, yeah, I'll leave it for a while and see. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll just see what it's <laughs> what it's like, what it's like. That's all. We, we may not often agree or we debate fairly, shall we say, but um, I agree with you on that. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. So moving on. It's another, it was another race. I mean, this preponderance or this insistence from Formula One not to call it a race. Yeah. It's a race. What, what else are you going to call guys lined up in a group? And plus the fact I don't like the... the I'm going on now. I was going to ignore it. But um, I don't like the fact that pole position for the Grand Prix is, um, is taken away. OK, they've still got the qualifying, but that's for the sprint race. Yeah. It's not the Grand Prix. I want the pole position to be the Grand Prix in destroy. I do like the fact they can use whatever tyres they want in the race, in the Grand Prix. Um, because I think they should do that anyway. This bit about having to qualify, you know, you qualify on, on Q2 and then you have to use those tyres for the race. I think that's, that's, that's beyond it now. Just let them have the, have the, uh, have it, whatever. And then, of course, we came to the race. Yes, that was Saturday. So we've had Friday, we've had Saturday and oh, oh Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So um, you, you can't talk about the race without talking about the incident. It was on the first lap. It was on the only lap. I mean, it goes back to the old Senna quote, you know, if you if you see a gap exists, you're no longer a racing driver if you ignore the gap and all that, whatever the actual thing was. It was an indisputable, in my mind, it was an indisputable, although it's highly disputed, it was an indisputable racing incident, um, pure and simple, end of story. Yes. Um, no penalty was necessary. But they had to give a penalty because they've given a penalty to Lando Norris for doing nothing to Perez, and then um, you know Perez to, for doing nothing to Leclerc, both in Austria. So they had to give a penalty. Um, but it's 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 interesting that the stewards said that um, Lewis Hamilton was predominantly to blame. In other words, they blame both drivers, but Lewis Hamilton was predominantly to blame because he put the other car off the track. So. Therefore, it, though, if it's, it's like that, if it's both drivers, then isn't it a racing incident? It's, it was a racing incident. That's all it was to it. I mean, all this bullshit that's going on afterwards is ridiculous. 
And too many times has Max Verstappen strong-armed his way around a racetrack in, in the recent past. And to be honest, Hamilton has, has kind of given way a few times, and this time he ain't. And I think the, the change in attitude to Lewis Hamilton about, okay, I'm going to race. I've got a car now where I've got to race it. It's not just going to take me to the front for every single time. He's going to race it, and good on him for doing that. I, I, I think that's fine. Um, I, I, in fact, I'd argue that Lewis Hamilton's probably got a cleaner record than Max Verstappen when it comes to all that sort of, um, you know, muscling his way through. Um, those who experience the situations that you listen to on the, on the radio, on the TV, Grand Prix drivers who know far better than me. Generally, I think they've come out with the fact that, yes, probably Lewis Hamilton could have avoided it, but so could Max Verstappen have avoided it. And they all said it was a racing incident in the story. I think the, um, uh, the, yeah, maybe a couple of the sins of the father have, have been vested on the son because Jos Verstappen was never any shrinking violet when it came to aggression on the track. Mm. Um, it, it does seem flagged by TV pundits that is, you know, it was a good thing as far as you, me, the public, and the sofa, and the typewriter, and the laptop are concerned. It was a good thing because everybody's got an opinion on it now. Everybody's chucking everything in, and there's all sorts of vehement things being written on the um, on, on the websites about it. Strangely, a lot of some I've noticed some people. The first thing I noticed about when that car was going off was the the wheel had failed. Yes. And the wheel tether had failed immediately. So the wheel was not attached to the car. And that is not a good thing because these wheel tethers are supposed to be, you know, to survive a 747 jumbo jet crashing into yeah. the things. And that and was still, the initial point of impact as well. Right. But that, that had gone. Now, the impact wasn't hard. Lewis Hamilton's wheel wasn't damaged. But Verstappen's wheel shattered for all, for, um, all yeah. intents and purposes. I think the FIA should look at um, the wheels on a Red Bull car because I'm not sure that they are strong enough to cope with the situation. Because oh. if that side-to-side -side impact shatters the wheel and takes it off the tethers, there's something wrong there, engineering-wise. There's got to be something wrong. Yeah, and that tire, that tire was a free agent too. It was destined for wherever. So, And this is the thing that yep. wheel tethers were supposed to avoid. And we had a first-class example of here comes a wheel. Yeah, exactly. So there's maybe there's some fragility in those wheels in the in the, the hunt for lightness or whatever. I suppose, you know, it is going to be argued all the way around. But what annoys me most really is the histrionics displayed by, first of all, Max Verstappen, well, Christian Horner. I mean, for God's sake, give it away, mate, and, and Helmut Marko. And then, of course, by Max Verstappen saying it's disrespectful for Lewis Hamilton to be celebrating. What's going to happen when Mac, the situation is reversed? Max Verstappen wins the Dutch Grand Prix and Hamilton is, is in hospital or something with, with nothing wrong but for a checker. Is Max Verstappen going to say, stop all you orange people? Stop. Don't, don't worry about celebrating with me. Let's think about Lewis. Absolute bollocks from, from Verstappen. That was a wrong thing to do, wrong thing to say. And I honestly think that's the same with Marco and Horner. Yeah, well, we have, to, we have to remember that, you know, Lewis is probably going to drive just that percentage-wise harder in front of a crowd at Silverstone, just as Max would if he was in the Netherlands. It's just yeah. one of those things. It's home, home ground advantage. It'd be like Ricardo finding just a little bit more in Melbourne. You know, drivers do that. That's about racing in front of your home nation, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So Lewis is always going to be maybe a little bit more feisty at Silverstone. 
Yeah, what do they expect? That Hamilton is going to get up there in front of 140,000 fans and say, sorry, I can't celebrate. Sorry. It's, you know, for God's sake, get, get your well, grip Especially when we haven't had crowds in ages. Yeah, I think those comments and the... Uh, the attitude of Horner to immediately defend whatever Max Verstappen does, immediately. I mean, it doesn't matter if he, you know, walks, even him, I'm getting to that. Yeah. He, he immediately defends him and Marco's the same, just a ridiculous thing. It comes back from, from Tully Wolf as well, of course, but Christian Horner just goes, I don't know. Moving, so, on, moving really, on from yeah, that, what those, does... those comments, they're the real travesty of the situation by Verstappen, Marco and Horner. And then the biggest travesty is that um, the, all these racial um, epithets and, and insults going on about Lewis Hamilton. To those people, yeah. just crawl back under the slimy little rock that you came from and just get a grip. Motor racing is motor racing. The racing incident That's the end of that. And I look forward to the next one. Moving on from that, what did you think of the pace of Charles Leclerc? Like, is it genuine Ferrari improvement, do you think? Well, it has to be, I think, because they yeah. were scared that um, McLaren were faster on faster tracks. Well, that was a fast track. Yeah, especially at a track like that, eh? You know? Yeah. Although Sainz couldn't get past um, Ricardo, and Ricardo, incidentally, had a pretty good race. And talking about Lando Norris, he has now holds the record at McLaren for the most consecutive points finishing finishes in it for over any McLaren driver, any time, even Senna, Prost, whatever. Um, and the previous record holder was Fernando Alonso, and Alonso had a great race as well, I thought. Yeah. I hope yeah. next year, which is his target year, I hope he comes back into it. The race itself, I really enjoyed the race itself. Obviously, it lost something from, from uh, Max not being there, but Lewis Hamilton showed what Lewis Hamilton can do. Ten-second penalty, and he chased down Leclerc with a, a slowing car, you've got to say, because the tyres were going off, and happened to go through that corner quite easily uh, with Leclerc, doing what he should do and Hamilton doing what he should do. Hamilton is not without blame. That's why it's a racing incident for that thing, thing with Mustafa. So the Grand Prix itself was a worthy British Grand Prix. And um, yeah, it was full of excitement, drama and whatever comes along with it. I think it was yeah, great. Our mate, our mate Seb still having struggles and uh, not good for the mindset for, for Vettel really, you know. Like no, no, that was a shame. spun all on his own. It, it could have been, as we said last year, it could have been the time to maybe have walked away. But yeah. it's, it's a wonderful it's thing. It's an interesting photographs. So I don't know if you saw them after the race. He was up in the grass. Yes. Yes, so, I did. <laughs> good, good. Why? Um, good, yeah. But why is that? But, Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence Jones dispatched him to be the rubbish boy. Yeah, yeah. Just go and pick up your own rubbish. Um, there were lots of good performances all the way through and lots of fairly average ones. Perez didn't cover himself in glory when um, Red Bull really needed him by spinning in the in the sprint race. And then um, they dragged him into the end just to take the one fastest lap point from uh, from Lewis Hamilton. So, you know, that's all he did. Um, but a few others did uh, some pretty good races, I reckon. Quickly looking at the Kiwis before we run out of time, um, you know, the... Formula Two races, good performance from Marcus Armstrong. Um, I'm not going to say the yeah. word finally, just nice to see it happen because it, yeah, it's well it deserved. Liam's been here, there, and everywhere. He's been at Goodwood. He's been testing road and cars. He's been all over the place. But you know, those both those boys are still doing very well in, in in what they're doing. And I think people underestimate how hard F2 is. It's not a, it's not a cakewalk. No, no, I, I, yeah, I absolutely get that. But I expected more from Liam Lawson the, over the weekend. I yeah. thought he. 
I honestly thought he was going to have a really, really good weekend. As it was, it was pretty average, uh, to be honest. He was, he was um, I won't say nondescript, he was always fighting against those behind him rather than attacking what's in front. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, that was fairly nondescript. It was good to see Marcus getting up there and being competitive where he's had some real bad car stuff and, and things happening. So, yeah, good from them. Um, other news I've just read today, Jack's Ridge is on again this uh, this coming year. They're doing that again, and Shane Van Gisbergen is coming over to see that. And um, it was a good race racing weekend for the second weekend at Townsville with uh, with supercars as well. I thought that was uh, pretty good. As you can see from my comments there, I spent half of the weekend, in fact, more than half of the weekend, sitting on my backside watching racing on television, which is never a good thing, but uh, I enjoy doing it. Well, I can tell you here in Japan, I spend a lot of time on my laptop and my bed in my very tiny little room. That uh, no, I don't know. I don't even really know what you want to do on your laptop. Laptop in bed at night. Find motor racing to watch. Yeah, lots of other things going on in IndyCar and a bit of a break now. Obviously, with the no Toronto race, uh, and then you know they're back again soon, and it's the run to the end of the championship. Teams are all testing next week, so there's a big test program over the next I week. Were testing, so. uh, I thought they were testing this week. Not, not this week. Uh, oh, actually, yes. Sorry, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting confused with my days here. Yes, it's this week. Um, yeah. And, but the a quirky thing that came out: uh, Chip Ganassi selling his NASCAR team, um, which I don't know how that comes about. Maybe you just wake up one morning and you go, "I don't, want, I don't need a NASCAR team anymore. I'm getting rid of yeah. it." Well, um, I've thought and, that often. Well, in terms of where they're based, for people who don't know. The NASCAR team's based down in Charlotte, whilst the IndyCar and the uh, sports car program are all based up in Indianapolis. So it just it's a going concern in Charlotte, and it's gone. So yeah, I think yeah. probably Chip, as we always say, Chip likes winners, and there wasn't a lot of winning going on in NASCAR, but there's winning going on in the yeah. other two. Yeah, I see going to NASCAR as well. They're on a bit of a break at the moment, which is yep. unusual. Uh, probably a break of an hour and a half. But Keselowski is uh, leaving Penske. And yep. he's uh, he's um, joining another team whose name escapes me now. He's he's going to be a team owner as well as a driver, so uh, or part team owner yes. as well as a driver. So uh, I think there's plenty going on there. You know that North American season will kick off, um, you know, shortly. It, it just shows you how much power and weight there is around um, what, in this instance, what NBC do with the Olympic coverage. Uh, some stats that I heard the other day here in Japan: two point three billion US in advertising revenue for. NBC over the Olympic period, but in saying that, it sounds like a massive number, but they paid way more than that for the right to broadcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you've got to put it in some sort of relationship as well, but it's yeah. massive. And, and while we mentioned NBC, it, it looks like they're very close, but not over the line yet of a multi-year deal with uh, the Penske Corp to um, continue to be the broadcaster for IndyCar, all rounds of it. Um, mm. yeah. obviously withdrew, so I can't see it going anywhere else anyway. No, I think the viewing figures have gone up uh, with yeah. NBC and IndyCar in America quite a lot in the in the recent past, the last year, eighteen months, which is which is pretty good. And it's amazing as well that um, Formula One is starting to take off more in America as well, mainly due to the Netflix um, show. There's a lot more uh, interest in America from Formula One, so maybe they will start racing there more than just the one race a year uh, that they currently do so we'll see Miami and all that sort of thing and then yeah I suppose it comes up double headers Indianapolis Formula One IndyCar that would be good wouldn't it although Roger Penske said that uh, Formula One's not coming to Indy Indianapolis anytime soon but it would be good to see all that sort of thing together 
I did see, a, an open wheeler festival or something. Well, I did yeah. see uh, there was a, a Ferrari festival at Indianapolis last weekend. A couple of uh, crew guys that worked in IndyCars, Kiwi guys, Shane Davies, one of them, uh, was there working on a Ferrari, but they did some demo laps of a Michael Schumacher Ferrari. And man, it sounded magnificent around yes. the Indianapolis yeah. Motor Speedway. It's, that, that's what we've been missing. Yes, the hybrid thing's quite good, but man, oh man, to hear a car like that scream around Indy was phenomenal, even on a little old speaker on my laptop watching it on YouTube. It was great. And it just reiterates what you and me have been saying for ages. Sorry, Formula E, you don't work. <laughs> no, 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 you don't work. In fact, you'll be able to see something like that on 41 on the... Well, in New Zealand, anyone Spark Sport, fantastic. But in Sky, doing it, Karen Chandok is driving, yesterday was driving the Jordan that uh, Michael Schumacher raced, that beautiful 7-Up thing designed by Gary Anderson. So that's coming on there soon. So all this old stuff's coming back. Um, Formula One's racing again in two weeks' time yep. at, um, at the Hungaroring. And IndyCar is back in about two weeks as well, yes. is it? Two, yeah, right on the tail end of the Olympic coverage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've still got a lot to look forward to, apart from the Olympics, which um, you're seeing a lot more of than I will, I can assure you. Yes, see, that's, I'm, I'm ageing, Bob, I'm ageing. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll bid you farewell. You're ageing. I'll bid you farewell from Tokyo, and to everyone, thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate the fact that you take the time out of your day to either listen to us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're out there, and then, of course, on YouTube and via our, our outlets on CRC Motorsport in New Zealand and Talk Motorsport as well. We thank Benjamin and Nigel for that. And Bob, as always, pleasure to catch up with you. It's nice to be able to talk with you. Uh, it's <laughs> It's been pretty lonely up here, but we're getting there. But above all else, we're here to talk motorsport and we'll be back again in just a couple of weeks to time. Probably not next week because there's not much happening, but we'll see you in two weeks, eh? Well, as we said, that's another show from Racing World. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll try and bring you something next week. Not sure if we can. We'll be in full flight of the Olympics by then. But certainly in two weeks' time, hungry back at F1. IndyCar's back. There's so much more to come. Thanks very much for Bob for joining us today. Uh, it's some crazy hour that we both got up at to make the show for you. Hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you again from Tokyo. Until then, as I said last week, stay very, very COVID safe. It's a dangerous place out there right now.